0: The preceding message is brought to you by Kingsword Everywhere Nigeria. Stay tuned after this message for more information about Kingsword Everywhere Nigeria. We're going to go into God's Word um, time of teaching this morning and we just want to continue in the series we started at the beginning of the month with themed it Solutions Everywhere and specifically we are talking about strategic keys to reigning in life for the redeemed. Um, The COVID-19 crisis may appear as if it's just one problem or the other everywhere you look. But like we said, the existence of a problem is proof that there are solutions. So if we can look carefully and look clearly, we will see solutions. And for believers, for we that are children of God, God has provided solutions for us. So all through this season, Rather than seeing problems or seeing problems alone, believe God to open your eyes to see solutions. And we are teaching you keys and things you can do, spiritually speaking, that will cause you to activate these things and experience them. Romans 5.17 is a text I want to start with this morning. Romans 5.17, If by one man's offense death reigned through the one, that's speaking of Adam, much more, Those who receive abundance of grace and of the gift of righteousness will reign in life through the one Jesus Christ. Glory be to God. On one hand, Adam's sin and disobedience created problems for us. But on the other hand, Jesus' obedience has brought solutions for us through the abundance of grace that He provides and through the gift of righteousness. The gift of righteousness is a gift That keeps giving. It says, of the gift of righteousness. Through these things that Christ has made available, we now have solutions. Hallelujah. And by these solutions, we can reign in life. So I declare over you all through this season, this time of global chaos, you will reign in life in the name of Jesus. You will not be under anything. You will be over and above as God has intended it for you to be in Jesus' name specifically today we want to talk about the fact that there's a miracle in your home there's a miracle in your house god saw this problem coming we already established that a few weeks ago and because god is a responsible father he has made provision for his children there are miracles available to us Um, there are blessings available to us while everyone is shouting there's a casting down if we can cooperate with God and work with him we will experience miracles and even though we are home or we are locked down somewhere God has reserved miracles for us in these places I want to point out that when the Bible uses the word the word house many times in scriptures it's it's used as a metaphor it's not just speaking about where we reside yes that's there But the Bible refers to your local church as a house. Malachi chapter 3 talks about that. They bring ye all the tithes and offerings into the store that they may be meat in my house. He was referring to the local church there. In Matthew chapter 7, Jesus was teaching um, at the end of the sermon on the Mount. And he mentioned that if anyone hears these words of mine and does them, he's like a wise man that built his house on a sand. He wasn't talking about a physical structure. Was talking about your life. Glory be to God. Hebrews chapter 3 is another example. Um, if you read from verses 1 to verse 7 or thereabouts, um, Paul was comparing the ministry of Moses to the ministry of Jesus, the dispensation under the law to the dispensation under grace. And he talked about the fact that Moses was faithful in all his house. He was referring to his ministry, the assignment God gave him. So when the Bible says house, Many times, it's a metaphor that talks about things that you are building, things that you are spending time and effort and energy and resources in. So it includes your, your family, um, your career, your ministry, your business, anything that you are going to invest in, that you are going to spend time with. The Bible uses that phrase, how to describe it. So when we say a miracle in your house, I'm not just talking about your physical residence. Yes, I'm talking about your physical residence, but it goes way beyond that. And I want you to understand in this season, God has reserved miracles for you. There's a miracle in your business for you. There's a miracle in your career for you. In your ministry, there are miracles. In your family, in your home, there are miracles from God for you. Hallelujah. And I want you to receive that word for yourself. In fact, declare with me: There's a miracle in my house. There's a miracle in my business. There's a miracle in my marriage. There's a miracle in my finances, in my career. In the name of Jesus, Hallelujah. Second Kings chapter four. I want to take you back to that story about the woman who was um, the wife of a son of the prophet. The husband died, and he left her and the children in debt. And you know the story, those of us that are familiar with the story. She had this pot of oil that was in the house. And when the prophet gave her an instruction and she obeyed the instruction, she activated a supernatural phenomenon and the oil just kept multiplying. That was a miracle in her house. And through that period of personal crisis, God was able to turn things around for them. Second, um, First Kings chapter 17 is another story. The widow of Zarephath. The Bible told us she was on her last meal, according to her testimony, and God had commanded her to feed the prophet Elijah. She, um, he came over to her house, she fed him, and she triggered a miracle. The barrel of meal did not waste, the cruse of oil did not run dry. That will be your testimony in this season in the name of Jesus. So the, looking at those two stories, we see God doing a miracle for these people in a time of personal or national crisis. And that's what we are trusting God for. The, the first thing I want you to point out, I want to point out in those two stories I mentioned, the 2 Kings chapter 4 story and the First Kings 17 story is that they triggered the miracle. They triggered the miracle. They activated the miracle. It's possible that God has put a miracle for you in your house, in your career, in your business, but it hasn't been triggered yet. And really, what I want to share with you are things or strategic keys that you can use that can trigger a miracle in your house or in any area of your life. Glory be to God. I'm reminded of the story in Mark chapter 4, from verse 35 to 41, when Jesus told the disciples, let us go over to the other side. And the Bible said Jesus went to the hinder part of the boat and was sleeping. was asleep on a pillow. And then a storm arose. And the disciples thought they were going to drown. And eventually they went and woke Jesus up. Jesus calmed the storm and the seas. By the way, that's a strategy for you here. Having Jesus in your house. Having Jesus in your home. Glory be to God. Having Jesus in your business and your career. If you are thinking about a divine strategy, that's one you can use this season. Glory be to God. So, Jesus being in my boat, and Jesus being in my house, that's what we theme service last Sunday at home with Jesus, opening up your house, opening up your home, and having Jesus there able to speak to you, able to activate miracles for you. That's what we are discussing. And it's on two levels. There's the obvious level of you just opening up and having God in your house. And then there's the deeper level of God being at home in your house. I want to talk more about that this morning because it's one thing for you to have opened up your house and opened up your life to Jesus. It's another thing to create an atmosphere where God feels at home. God can speak to you, and God can do what he wants to do. And those are the things that actually activate and trigger miracles. So I'm going to give you four keys this morning. I've used W's for all of them so you can easily remember them. The first one is your will. Wheel, W-I-L-L. And the key here is for you to align your will with God's will. Align your will with God's purpose and plan. When your will is aligned to God's will, God feels at home with you. If God is in your house, oh, I'm a Christian, um, I've opened up my home to church, and I believe God, but you are running your own plan, and you are not taking time to align what you are doing to God's will, God will not feel very much at home. Hallelujah. This is what Ephesians chapter 1 says. Ephesians 1 verse 11. In him also we have obtained an inheritance. Talking about God. Being predestined according to the purpose of him. The purpose of God. Who works all things according to the counsel of his will. That is how God operates. Number one, it is according to his purpose. God is a God of purpose. And number two, God does all things. Everything he does, he does it according to the counsel of his will. That simply means the more aligned I am to the will of God, the more aligned my business, my career is to the will of God, the more aligned or the more positioned I am to receive what God is doing, the miracles and the blessings God is releasing. Hallelujah. It's important to understand that God blesses us according to his plans, not according to our plans. We talked about this the other day. COVID-19, may have upended your own plans or what you thought you would do this year, but God's plans have not changed. So you don't need to fret or to worry. As long as you are aligned to divine will and divine purpose, you are on the right track. And you are positioning yourself to activate the miracles that God has kept in your house for you. Glory be to God. Someone may ask, Pastor, how do I know God's will? I'm going to come to that a bit towards the end of the message, but start from here. You have a conscience. The Spirit of God dwells inside every believer. And God will be telling you through His Spirit what He wants done and what what He doesn't want done. Simple things like prayer is God's will for you to be prayerful at this time. Simple things like not living in fear, refusing to be afraid. That is God's will for us. Um, Rejoicing, giving thanks. Hallelujah. The Bible tells us, and the Spirit of God reminds us of these things. These are God's will for us. Then we can even go to more complex things, like God's ultimate purpose and plan for us. Hallelujah. So if, if we we'll just follow the voice of our conscience and allow the Spirit of God speak to us, we will be aligned to God's will. We will not be confused. Let me go on to the second point here. I want to talk about your well. What do I mean by well? I'm talking about your source of sustenance, your source of refreshment. Hallelujah. God wants to be your well. Jesus wants to be your well or wells. And He is at home with us. He feels at home. He feels comfortable when he's doing that and when he's being that to us. If somebody else is the person you are looking to or you are trusting in for your refreshment and your sustenance, God is not pleased. That's not the will of God for us. That's not the plan of God for us. In John chapter 4, Jesus came to the well at Samaria. Um, and he met this Samaritan woman there. And they were discussing at the well, the, 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 woman of, um, the Samaritan woman Jesus met at the well. And when Jesus was speaking with her, Jesus told her, go and call your husband. The woman said, I don't have a husband. And Jesus said, yeah, you are correct. You've had five husbands. And the man you are living with, is, is the, the sixth man you are living with, you are not even married to him. You see, this woman was looking for fulfillment through relationships with different men. And they kept breaking her heart. The marriages never worked. And what Jesus was telling us is, let me be the man in your life. Let me be the number one man in your life. Let me be the one that is sustaining you and the one that is refreshing you. So I found out in life that there are pure wells and there are poisonous wells. All those men that woman had been having relationships with and marrying one after the other, They were just poison for her. It never worked out. But thank God there's always a pure well. His name is Jesus. Glory be to God. And if we will learn to receive from him and make him our number one sustenance, I'm not saying we will not have relationships with other people, make him the number one person we depend on, he will sustain us, he will provide for us, he will nourish us. Hallelujah. The the woman who came to that well to draw water, Physical water. And Jesus told that anyone that drinks of this water from this well, um, he will thirst again. But he that drinks of the well that I will provide for him, he will never thirst. So there are temporal wells and then there are eternal wells. Hallelujah. Temporal wells will always dry up. But when Jesus is our primary source, things will never dry up for us. I pray and I prophesy for you all through this season, your joy will not dry up. Your provision will not dry up. Wisdom will not dry up for you. Why? You are being sustained, you are being nourished, you are being refreshed, not from a temporal well, not from a poisonous well, but from a pure well and an eternal well. His name is Jesus. Hallelujah. So we need to be very careful in this season where we are leaning on or who we are leaning on and we are relying upon. Listen to this verse from Jeremiah. Jeremiah chapter 2, verse 13. This is God speaking to his people in the days of Jeremiah. My people have committed two evils. Jeremiah 2 13. They have forsaken me, the fountain of living waters, and they have hewn themselves cisterns, broken cisterns that cannot hold water. So don't live like that woman before she met Jesus. Looking for fulfillment and satisfaction and sustenance and nourishment from men or from natural things that can never sustain. Things that will always fail us at the end of the day will disappoint us. Let's learn to look to Jesus. Hallelujah. Psalm 23 is still a valid text today. The Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want. He makes me to lie down in green pastures. He leads me beside still waters. When God is our well, he feels at home. When we focus on him for sustenance, he feels at home with us. Number three W I want to talk to you about this morning is your war. And I want to ask you a question. Who are you counting on for security and protection from all the troubles and chaos in the world right now? Who is your shield? Who is your defense? Hallelujah. In whom have you placed your trust? Um, We had reports of security um, scares all over Lagos in the last week or two. And then governments they're rising up, um, um, vigilante teams they're rising up. And there's nothing wrong with those things. But those things cannot be your defense. That can be what you are relying on. God wants to be your war. God wants to be your defense at this time. Nothing wrong with the natural things we do. But we are not going to put our confidence in them. Glory be to God. Our confidence is going to be in God. Second Kings chapter 6, very powerful story. About Elisha and the Syrian army. The Syrian army came, they wanted to arrest Elisha, and they surrounded the, the city where he was. If you read from verse um, 16, the story starts from verse 8. I won't be able to read it because of time. The Bible said Eli- Elisha's servant was afraid when he saw the host of the Syrian army, and Elisha answered him. Verse 16, Do not fear, for those that are with us are more than those that are with them. Verse 17, And Elisha prayed and said, Lord, open his eyes that he may see. Then the Lord opened the eyes of the young man, and he saw. And behold, the mountain was full of horses and chariots of fire all around Elisha. You see, Elisha knew that God was his defense. Like that songwriter said, it may look like I'm surrounded, but I'm surrounded by God. That's that's what God wants to be for you. He wants to be the wall that surrounds you. He wants to be the one you are trusting in. Notice that scripture did not tell us Elisha saw the, the host of um, God's army, but he believed they were there. So his confidence wasn't in what any man can give him. His confidence was in God for protection. Psalm 125 from verse 1, Those that trust in the Lord are like Mount Zion, that cannot be moved, but abide forever and ever. As the mountains surround Jerusalem, so the Lord surrounds his people. Um, from this time forth and forevermore, God will protect you in this season. And he needs you to have that confidence in him. Hallelujah. And I tell you, when, when God knows they are leaning on him for security and support, God feels at home with you. Praise God. In Bible times, they used to build these giant walls around cities for protection. And they were so thick, we know from historical records that chariots could line side by side and race and run on the walls. And people lived inside those walls. And you know the interesting thing? The gates within those walls were the economic centers for the city. So when we are talking about protection, I'm not just talking about physical protection at this time. I'm also talking about economic protection. It's part of God being your wall. So you are not depending on your job this season. Not that you won't have a job. You are not depending on your business for security. A lot of people are losing jobs and things are happening. But when you lean on God and you trust in God, He becomes that for you as well. Economic security. Hallelujah. Yeah. In a time like this, where, where money is failing, we need to learn to put our attention on God. Solomon was talking about that in Ecclesiastes chapter 7. If you read verses 11 and 12, he told us wisdom is a defense, money is a defense. You see, money and all these things are just natural things, they can fail. But it was telling us to lean on the wisdom of God and the knowledge of God. It's a more sure wall for us at this time. Glory be to God. And I want to encourage you to put your confidence and your trust in God. Finally, this morning, because of time, the last W I will give you is the Word. And that's the first one. Number one, aligning your will to God. Number two, trusting God to be your well this season, your source of sustenance and nourishing, nourishment. Number three, God being your wall of protection. And number four, the Word of God. The Word ties everything together. It's through the word that we can know God's will clearer and clearer. It's through the word that we will find the promises of God being our sustenance, our well, and God being our protection, our world. So stay in the word this season. Don't be far from the word of God. Believe it, read it, confess it, stand on it. Listen to what Jesus said in Revelation chapter 3. Revelation 3, verse 20. Behold, I stand at the door and I knock. If anyone hears my voice, that's the word of God we are talking about, and opens the door, watch this, I will come in and I will dine with him and he will be with me. This was written to Christians. You know, we use this text sometimes when we are on a crusade ground and we are telling sinners God is knocking on the door of your heart. And there's nothing wrong with that. But this text was not written to sinners. God is telling believers I'm going to be knocking on the door. I'm going to be speaking my word to you. When you open up and allow my word come in and you hear my voice, I am at home with you. I feel comfortable to dine with you and to be with you. And that's what God wants to be. Look at verse 21. To him that overcomes. We are already overcomers. But he's telling us to overcome. This is how we overcome. When God is at home with us. When God feels free to express himself as we are hearing the voice of his word. To him that overcomes, I will grant to sit with me on my throne, as I have overcome, and I sat with my father on his throne. He that has an ear, let him hear what the Spirit says to the church. Hear the voice of God this season. Hear his word. Align to his will. Make him your well, your source of sustenance, and your source of refreshing. And let him be your war. As you do these things, all the miracles and the blessings God has kept for you in your numerous houses, you will see them being activated and coming to pass. And you will have testimony upon testimony in this season. In the mighty name of Jesus. Lift your hands where you are. I want you to just begin to bless God. Just bless him and talk to him. And declare that you are listening for his voice. You are embracing his word this season. Tell him, thank God for his word this season. The word that is coming to you right now and every other word God is going to be speaking to you. And let God know you are consecrated to his will this season. You are surrendered to his will. Let him know he is your well. He is your primary source of sustenance and refreshment. And let God know he is your primary source of protection. Hallelujah. He is the one you are looking to. He is the one that you are believing in. Oh, we give you praise, Jesus. We give you praise we are receiving the strategy to overcome in all that we do this season in jesus mighty name the preceding message was brought to you by Kingsword everywhere nigeria we are located at kingsworth auditorium ital avenue behind nnpc filling station first bank bus stop off kudarat Abiola way Argun, lagos email KMI Africa at kingsword.org. Telephone 234-810-0000640.